The following episode of Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing was recorded in front of a live studio audience who was asked to remain quiet throughout the recording process. Is it recording? <laughs> All right, hey, welcome back to Matt and Quinn Watch a Thing. I'm Matt. And I'm Quinn. And uh, hi, we're back from our hiatus, I guess you would call it, right? A what? Our hiatus um, means a, a break from doing the show. Uh, it's been a while since we've been here. Of course, as you know, if you're regular listeners of the show, we were having a new studio built. And we're in our new studio. Can't you hear how more <laughs> how professional it sounds? It's so professional. I think it sounds tons better than uh, the old show, don't we you? We all do. We all do. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is going to be a new era for Matt and Quinn. Uh, watch a thing. I almost forgot the name of the show. It's been so long. Uh, Quinn, you know, before we talk about what we watched, uh, and it was a doozy, um, we were on hiatus. Uh, anything huge happened while we weren't recording? Anything, anything you want to tell the audience? Exciting? Nope. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I got my second degree black belt. Hey, all right. Yeah. So we've been up to quite a bit. Quinn, uh, of course earned her second degree black belt last year, but because of this awful COVID-19, she was not able to have a black belt ceremony. But now that COVID has been cured and we've shredded all our masks and we... No, we haven't. No, we haven't. <laughs> this is parody. Um, that's right. We, ha- we went to a real honest-to-goodness black belt ceremony last night. Everyone was wearing masks. And, uh, I got flowers. Quinn got flowers, that's true. What kind of flowers did you get? A rose and some weird pink ones. <laughs> they were very, it was very pretty though. And you were presented with flowers and you also uh had to make a pledge and there you know what I, you know what there was a lot of and I, well, there was a lot of bowing. Now, I know in taekwondo and martial arts bowing is essential. But how many bows do you think altogether you guys did we like? Did. Yeah. If you had to guess. I'm counting. Okay. She does. She has a far away, dreamy look in her eyes. She's three, four, five, six, ten. About ten bows. Yeah. You tell me, because you're over there at the, at Taekwondo a lot more than me. Is that an excessive amount of bows, or is that pretty normal? We do a lot more during classes. Wow. Okay. So. Because you have to bow like after every single thing, like when you do punching, then you go down and bow. Yeah, that's true. And then you do kicking, and then bow, and then kicking again, and then you bow again, and then you kick and then you bow. Again. Okay. Well, it's a, sa- a sign of respect, correct? You always bow to the grandmaster. You bow to the masters. What I like to see now is that you, since you're a black belt, sometimes they call you up to the front, and the students bow to you, correct? <laughs> well that's that is huge news uh you know i was up to some pretty cool stuff during the hiatus too i uh i had a chimichanga um so that was what we did what? during our <laughs> um do you were you aware of what a chimichanga was before i got one recently deep fried burrito. it's a deep fried burrito and i gotta tell you we went to this uh, eatery local eatery called salsa fresh they're not paying us for this endorsement uh but i got a bean cheese and chicken uh burrito and i got it served to be chimichanga style and first and foremost i want to say it was not greasy at all 
And anyone who says it was is a filthy liar. It looked greasy. Well, nobody had a bite of it. It was just me eating it. It wasn't greasy. It was crispy and delicious. Then prove it. (laughs) I can't. I thought I was... Regurgitated. (laughs) Oh, it's long exited my body, I'm afraid. Uh, (laughs) No! But I also did some other things. I watched... um, I watched my favorite YouTuber play the new uh, Resident Evil Village game. I think I had more excited. I don't know. You got a black belt. I watched a 30-something-year-old man play a video game on YouTube. <laughs> you uh, you say potato, I say... Potato. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> Is that relevant here? Um, what else uh, did I do that was exciting? I've almost watched the entire new Marvel program, MODOK. That's, that's a big deal. Um, let's see. I, uh, with the help of my wife, I, uh, f- rearranged my closet and, uh, you know, really made that space more he usable. I excited for that. No, it's true. I, when I was told it was time to go review my closet setup, I was not excited. That's, it's, that's true. I'm going to be very honest with you, Quinn. Me and Dad were trying to watch a TV show. What were we wa- trying to watch? 30 Rock. Oh, that's something else we've been doing over the hiatus. We've been watching 30 Rock, which... We're probably not going to talk about on the podcast. That's not today's watch a thing, because it's I'm probably I probably shouldn't be letting you watch it. <laughs> but what do you think of Thirty Rock so far? I love it. You love it. Who's your favorite character? Me. Yes. I have two. I'll ask you, and then I'll ask these. I'll ask each stuffed animal surrounding us. Of course, I'm asking you. Oh, that's something I should tell you about the new studio. Maybe one of the reasons it sounds so good is that it is literally covered in stuffed animals. Uh, who's your favorite character on Kenneth. 30 Rock? You like Kenneth? What about Kenneth do you like? I don't know. He's weird. <laughs> well, speaking of weird, uh, the movie we watched today... Uh, it was weird. Was, well, I, it, was a, it was certainly about a weird family. Uh, the name of the movie is The, the Long Walk. Oh, wait, what was it? <laughs> what was this movie called? I always hey, say it wrong. You got The Long Walk right. That's true. Okay. I, I remember the name of the uh, Stephen King book, but now uh, what's the name of the movie? The Mitchells versus the Machines. Ah, The Mitchells versus the Machines. And what machines are they fighting in this film? Weird robots. Weird that... robots that, that are. Who's the robot's leader? Oh, uh, we just watched it like 10 minutes ago. Uh-huh. A cell phone, pow, of course. Pow, yes. Pow, pow, pow the pow, evil pow, cell phone. Pow, pow, pow. Now, Quinn, one of your biggest dreams, I know, is to someday get your own cell phone, yes. correct? Why don't you tell me what, what it is you think when you get your cell phone, how is your life going to improve, do you think? I just want to talk to people. I, well, dude. I want to talk to people! We're doing a podcast, so what we do is we chat, we, we have things to say. So you and we talk, talk to and we talk to people. That's right. You already talk to people via a podcast. What's the advantage of having a phone? You get to talk with your friends. So all your friends and have not phones? not just these weirdos around the world. Did you hear that, people? Y'all are all weirdos. Okay, let's have an honest discussion. Let's not do bits all the time. Um, Excuse me? Do all your... Guy who does bits all the time? Do all your friends have phones? Two of my friends do. They're raring. T- do they have like a backlog of, of uh, texts that they want to send you? No. What other things do you think you'll do with your phone? Nothing. Nothing? Well, why are you excited about getting one? Because I want to talk to my friends without having to be next to them.
So anyway, uh, the movie we watched today was called The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Is that correct? Yes. And as as outlandish as it is and crazy, and we'll talk about the plot in just a second, I, I just thought it was a very real movie. The Mitchells seemed like such a real family. Like their struggles and their relationships. Um, you know, you can if that's good or bad, you know. Well, I mean, families, I guess, are good and bad. There's ups and downs, things like that. Um, There's ups and downs and upside downs. <laughs> There's right side ups and sideways downs. Yeah, they're all over the place. Well, being in a family, Quinn, tell, tell me if this is true. It's a lot like being on a roller coaster without yeah. without, without uh, seat belts. What? <laughs> a great man once said that. You? Well, I thank you. That I, am I the first great man that came to mind? Yes. It was actually Abraham Lincoln. Oh, really? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the film, The Mitchells versus the Machines, uh, is about a family, of course, the Mitchells, as you can probably guess, and uh, they're they're slightly dysfunctional. I don't think uh, I don't think they're more dysfunctional than any other family. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about but the Matt, Mitchells? What about the machine? <laughs> don't call me Matt, please. <laughs> for one, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the Mitchells, if you can stay seated for two seconds? The Mitchells are a very weird family of made up of two parents and two children, one of which is a boy and one of which is a girl. The girl is older than the boy, and the girl is going off to college. <laughs> that kind of sounds like if I asked Pal the computerized phone to describe the. Uh, the plot of the and movie. they're awful. I think what might be fun is is actually to do the podcast one day with, with just a, uh, a cell phone as my co-host. That might be kind of funny. We can program a nine-year-old's um, personality into it. Uh, yes, Kate is, the, is our main protagonist, and she is about to head off to college. She likes making films. Her dad kind of doesn't get her. They don't really um, relate. It's kind of like sometimes when we sit down to do the podcast, Quinn. I think you and I sometimes have different ideas of what we want to do, you know? Like when we, like when we do a podcast, what, what would be your dream for us to talk about on a podcast? Um, that like your friends and like other people could listen to? Not including mo- not movies? I mean, yeah, I mean, we do movies, but we talk about other things on here. What's something that you would really love to, like, just talk about and discuss? Like, you'd be excited and just want to actually have a conversation about it. Bacon. Bacon? I love bacon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break from talking about the Mitchells versus the Machines. And let's talk about baking. No, let's not. No, let's do it real quick. What kind of stuff, what kind of stuff... I know the kind of stuff that you've baked, and I actually was talking to someone at my uh, day job, you know, I don't make a lot of money from this podcast, I, it's not enough to uh, um, to stay afloat. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bun Bun Box has been good to us, um, some of our other sponsors have been good, but you know, you can't pay the rent in carrot sticks. So I do have a day job, and I was talking to someone at work recently, and I was telling him what a good baker you are. What are what do you think are your kind of top things you've you've baked so far? Lemon bars. Lemon bars, okay, yeah, you made some pretty good lemon bars. What else? Um What is that cake you made for um the Clementine cake? Yes, you made a Clementine cake. That was, that was really good. That was really, really 
Awesome. Why are you interested in baking? I don't know. I just like baking. Why? It's delicious. It's delicious. The, the food, the, the delicious food is the yeah. main draw. The yeah. income and then the outcome. <laughs> the you put all the ingredients in. Oh, I see. And then out comes your delicious treat that then you get to eat. Unless you're doing it for someone else and then your child screws because they want one. And then... Uh, <laughs> I don't follow the last part, but I like that. You get to you get to put in all kinds of ingredients and then the delicious thing pops out at the end. Yep. What, what, um, what would be something you haven't made yet that you'd would love to make me um, yeah by myself or with mom well, mom can help you sure i don't know you guys um, work pretty well in the kitchen together you don't really work that well in other ways but for some reason you and mom in the kitchen yield some pretty delicious stuff either churros okay. or cream puffs and or and or eclairs nice well so patashu or churros excellent well as someone who loves to eat um, Patashu, you got in a Christmas episode. Just listen to that. She gave you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, I actually, um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you referencing the podcast? Yes. Okay, I think I've said it before and I'll say it again. I mean it very seriously. The moment we stop recording, I forget everything we said. <laughs> I can't believe, I, I can't believe I remember what movie we watched as I, as I take us back into it. Uh, I, we mentioned the Mitchells. Uh, there's also the, the, machine. the machines. And the machines are all kind of connected to this one power Pal. source known as PAL. That's right. And uh, PAL is quite frankly sick of being poked and, and swiped, and, swiped and, and put in the toilet. <laughs> and dropped in the toilet, exactly. So when a new PAL upgrade is made, which um, is basically a robot who becomes your... I don't know, servant, right? Your phone with arms and legs. <laughs> that's right. That's what he says. Um, she has, uh, Pal has decided to use these robots and um, take over the world by essentially kidnapping Everyone. every human being on Earth and shooting them into space. But they uh, have free Wi-Fi in the little pods. That is true. There's free Wi-Fi so I could watch all the rad Brad I want while I'm hurtling toward the sun. <laughs> <clears throat> Sometimes, like, when you have a week like I had last week, all you want is to be shot into space in a rocket. But then you remember your family, and I think that's the main thing that the movie shows. And one of the big things about it is the father-daughter relationship, and uh, which um, which is kind of what we have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, too, have felt the the same feelings that Mr. Mitchell feels when his daughter, you know, is disinterested in what he has to say and won't listen and is sarcastic and mean. But I also think Kate is such a, um, such a creative. Kate is such a delightful character. They're all delightful characters. I can't say enough good about this movie. I really enjoyed it. It's uh, kind of from the same group that brought you, um, into the spider verse. -verse. Thank you. And, um, it's got that same sort of just feel, and it's funny, it's sweet, I, I cried a lot, and yeah. I really enjoyed the film. I thought it was really great, and I think you should watch it. It's streaming on Netflix now. I like watching, I like looking at him when I think he's crying, because it's really fun. Well, that's, I mean, you gotta find your fun somewhere, and I'm glad me being a, 
emotionally affected by things. Uh, Specifically movies. Yeah, is is and I mean that I'm not being sarcastic. Uh, I think I think it's good for children to see their dads uh, sob like little babies, <laughs> and uh, it gives uh, it gives them permission to uh, sob and feel as well. Now you know one of the things uh, Mr. Mitchell is always trying to do. He's always trying to give Katie advice and guidance in life. Uh, he teaches her how to drive a stick at one point. Uh, he's he teaches her the importance of always having a um, screwdriver handy. Oh, yeah. That screwdriver was very important. So I thought, since I had Quinn kind of trapped with me right now in this process, I would read her an article that I found while I was eating lunch. And when I share this article with you, you're going to say, why in the world would you read that while you're eating lunch? And uh, the answer to that is, I don't know, and I regret it. But uh, this is a very something very important, Quinn, that I want to pass on to you, and it comes to us from uh, Newsweek.com, and uh, the the headline is: Woman tries to remove mole on her face with a drill, and it and and it (laughs) and it ends in disaster. Now, I feel like this is important for everyone out there to hear. Everyone with a mole, you know, facial or otherwise. But I know Quinn has a cute little beauty mark uh, right above her lip. And let's say there's a day where she, <laughs> it appeared that you just tried to lick it off like a chocolate chip <laughs> when I mentioned it. But but here, this, I I need to say this to you, Quinn, if one day you're looking at it and you go, I'd like to get rid of that mole. Here's how not to do it. Uh, a woman attempted to remove a mole on her cheek using an electric drill in a shocking video, as she later admitted to ruining her face. Obviously. I, I will add that I did not watch this video, and I will not, even though there is a link here. I don't want to see. <laughs> Lily Rose Hockley, that's one uh, word, shared a series of clips to TikTok earlier this week as she captioned the first one on Monday, Do not recommend drilling a mole off. Now, earlier this week, I had a friend on a social media site get on, and uh, he, he is... He is anti-TikTok, and he likes to, every couple months, remind everybody on on uh, social media that he hates TikTok. And I usually go, oh, you're acting like an old man. Why would you even care? Uh, I didn't know there were videos on TikTok of people drilling their faces. So uh, I might actually be joining him pretty soon <laughs> in the anti-TikTok uh, group. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, it shows the TikTok TikToker from Spain, using what appears to be a nail drill on her cheek. In a follow-up video, she uses yet another drill attachment on the mole. So this wasn't just one... Drill attachment. Yeah, this wasn't just one drilling. This is multiple drillings. Wait until the scab comes off, she says, showing a painful-looking wound on her right cheek. Hockley documented the healing process, sharing side-by-side views of the first day and the third day of her do-it-yourself treatment. When, you get yourself treatment. Yeah. When asked why she took such drastic action, she confessed she hated it, referring to the mole. <laughs> you know, I hate the fact that I have a hairy back, but I've never doused myself in gasoline and lit a match. But if I do, I promise I'll put it on TikTok. No! <laughs> Thank you. You care! Just like Katie does care for her father. Oh, apparently people were asking why she didn't seek professional help. She said, doctors are hard to see in Spain. (laughs) 
No, I can't speak for her. I've never been to Spain. We don't do this podcast from Spain. We're not Spanish. Yeah, I do. Well, we're doing it from Spain today. We're, yeah. we're, on, we're on our yacht doing it in Spain today. That's true. Good point. But no, we haven't had to see a doctor yet. But the, hey, the Wait, day is... let me go slip off the deck. <laughs> then we can go see a doctor. The day is young. Oh, no, don't, because I've heard from Leslie Rose Hockley that they're hard to see. Oh, okay. All right, so, um, so this uh, TikToker, she shared further clips showing a large red patch on her face as her skin appeared to heal as she played with her dogs, saying, at least they like me. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you got, unfortunately, podcasts aren't a visual medium. Quinn made a very disgusted face. What are your thoughts on this young lady? This is her. Ready? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> she also shared footage of herself slathering in face products, including bio oil and pseudo creme. I think those were two things uh, that Modoc created on the Modoc TV show. Uh, as she updated fans. Oh, she has fans. It's oh. working, haha. Just waiting for redness to go a bit. Of course... As the healing progressed, she kept sharing regular updates and admitted, I think I've ruined my face. Are there pictures? Do you want to look at pictures? Kind of. I want to see what it looks like. I mean, there's that, but that doesn't look too bad. Yeesh, dude. Why would you do that? The wisdom of, uh, from the mouths of babes, right? Um, oh, and then this is my favorite part of the article. And despite having taken such drastic steps to remove the mole, remember, drill to face, she said, I think I miss it now. Stupid. She misses her mole. People have reacted in horror at the DIY treatment, claiming she'll soon regret her decision. Here's what fellow TikTokers have said. Lady Devil wrote, dude, that is so dangerous. Umg. Oh, that's OMG. Sorry. Uh, someone with the screen name, uh, <laughs> added, this can make it cancerous. Please don't ban me, warned. That was very dangerous to do. You could have gotten a serious infection. Don't do this again. Never do it. <laughs> Jude, Jude, Jude pointed out, girl, that scar's gonna last years. While Vicky C8678 pointed out, you do realize it'll grow back because you haven't removed the roots from under your skin, right? Oh, Is that true? I think that might be true. That might be true. Cece agreed, saying, now it's going to be worse than before. It's going to be huge. I thought that's when you pop zits and stuff. I guess it's when you drill holes in your face. Holes in your face. In response to people telling her the patch of skin will be discolored, Lily Rose Hockley said, I'll fake tan it. Okay. Oh, boy. Do that. Well, here's what a doctor said. Um, the doctor and author of the skincare Bible, Dr. <laughs> Angela Mahat, or Mato, she said, yes, Mahatma Gandhi said, this is dangerous for multiple reasons. Aside from the obvious risks of bleeding, scarring, and infection, moles should always be reviewed to check they aren't cancerous before they're partially removed in this manner. There is otherwise a risk of missing skin cancer or, or it theoretically seeding and spreading. That sounds horrifying. Seeding and spreading? Ugh. Uh, Newsweek has reached out to Lily Rose Hockley for a comment. 
And that's the end of the article. She didn't reach back. So if there's anything I can impart to you, my daughter, here, or any of, or anybody listening to this, I consider all of our listeners my daughters, uh, don't ever try to drill a mole off your face. Quinn, did you enjoy The Mitchells versus The Machines? Yes. I did too. You should watch it before our phones rebel against us and enslave us all and fire us into space. Um, so we'll be right back with a very special segment. We didn't talk anything about the moon. Man Quinn Watch a Thing is brought to you by Bun Bun Box, the first and best carrot stick delivery system. Now, the last time we did an ad for Bun Bun Box, I provided a uh, internet link um, for you to get um, a discount on your uh, very first Bun Bun Box. And a lot of people wrote in and said that they were unable to um, access this uh, website and get their uh, deal. So um, something about the link being confusing or, um, you know, being uh, a joke. Uh, uh, I have it right here in front of me. I'm going to read it again. Um, So just have your pens ready. And uh, because I can't say enough good stuff about Bun Bun Box. Um, The carrot sticks uh, are very crispy, uh, cut into just perfect, um, perfect little rectangles that are just, I mean, you can put a level on these things and they're, and they're level. I mean, uh, you know, I I almost wish I could, I could inject them with pim particles and use them as bookshelves in my new house. Um, that's just how perfectly just crafted these, uh, carrot sticks are, but, but they are just carrot stick size, uh, and therefore, uh, cannot fit books and, uh, knickknacks and such. So, uh, Bun Bun Box, uh, for your, um, for money off your first purchase, you're going to go to www.bunbunbox.com. slash partytimeprincess.org. So uh, Bun Bun Box, the best way to get carrots into your mouth. Okay, now's the part of the podcast where we get to know each other just a little bit better. Um, Big news, very soon, Quinn will have a birthday and she will be entering double digits. And I think that's worth pausing to applaud that's right clap for yourself but quinn you're going to be the big one oh and that's huge that's double digits that's like a whole new world opens up to you then uh, are there some things you've been waiting to do when you enter double digits that yes. you can't do now that you're yes. just nine? Ooh, do tell allowance ah i see so let's discuss an allowance what to you is the definition of allowance Money each week, but only if you do all your chores. Money each week, but only if you do your chores. Quinn, I'm going to say, let's all, let's pause what we're doing and I'll give Quinn another round of applause. I think that's very good. Um, The chores thing is essential. I'm open to discussing an allowance. 
Uh, obviously, the other member of the family who needs to be a part of this discussion is not here. But so this isn't. Don't write anything down, and don't. Uh, I'm not going to sign anything. Sign. You tell me. <laughs> I refuse. You tell me. What do you think is a fair amount for um, an allowance? Now you know your expenses. A week. A week, yeah. You know the things you need throughout the week. Um, you also know that most of it is uh, already <laughs> provided to you by your parents. But how much extra do you think a can week? Can I say two things? You can say as many things as you'd like. So my number one is depending on the different types of chores you do, either the more bigger ones or the smaller ones. Okay. Depending on that. Or you could just like, or probably like five bucks a week. Five bucks a week, okay. Unless, unless a chore is very Huge. difficult. What's a chore that would be worth more than five dollars to like, you? Like, clean out the whole attic without anybody. <laughs> you would not accept just five dollars for that? No. Okay. Well, what's, well, throw me an offer. Six bucks. Six. <laughs> <laughs> you drive a hard bargain, but... Uh, oh, no, I was just saying that because that would be one part, and then my little Louis Rouge would be 25 cents. Okay. Interesting. Now, what's a 25-cent chore? Things that I kind of already do, like the dishes and clean my room. Actually, I don't clean my room, but clean my room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, these are intriguing thoughts, well, and uh, I don't, I'm not against discussing an allowance, uh, but the podcast is not the place for that. Um, you know, when you, when you reach double digits, there's so many things you can do, and... and, and Sometimes there's so much in the world, you go, oh, I don't know what to do first. Well, that's when we turn to this little set of cards <laughs> I got when I graduated high school. Uh, our good friend Lynn Gordon, um, oh, yeah, 52 what? things to try once in your life. Now, I realize, as we said last time, the number 52 has been trademarked by Miss Gordon. We will definitely... Miss Gordon. Lynn Gordon. You think Lynn Gordon's a man? No. It could be. Lynn's also a... Uh, Lynn is a unisex Lynn name. Lynn-Manuel Miranda. Lynn-Manuel Miranda, exactly. This is spelled in the classic female oh, okay. style. Um, and if this is uh, Lynn's handwriting, it looks to be either a woman's or a small child's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you think a is that, small is child that sexist? could write in that? Sure. I you can't know, write like that. It's called cursive, and I've seen you write in write cursive. write cursive. Well... Whenever I'm just overloaded with things that I could do as, a, as someone who's been in double digits for years and years, uh, and I can't think of anything, I turn to Lynn uh, Gordon. Thank you. I already forgot her last name. I turn to her card set. And Quinn, I've pulled a few today, uh, um, and uh, perhaps you've done some of these already. Uh, perhaps you haven't, but we'll discuss them. And, and I know from feedback I got from our last episode, people hear us talk about these and they go, hey... I haven't done that. I'd like to do that. I'm sure um, plenty of people were inspired to skinny dip from our last episode. <laughs> so um, here's one thing that Lynn Gordon, you say? Yes. Says you should try at least once in your life. What? It says perfect for armchair adventures. Yeah, yeah. You know what an armchair adventure is? Yeah, you're sitting in an armchair. Yeah, it's someone who's too scared to go out and actually do something they just uh but 
they'll pick up a, a book about it or they'll pick up a pack of cards and so anyway <clears throat> you think that card can bring you on a vacation not this one here's something you should try once in your life Lynn Gordon says speak in public have you ever spoken in public no you have so when you recently uh, let me get ready get your applause ready once again Quinn recently tested to become a second degree black belt in taekwondo well, no, the act of doing Taekwondo forms is not public speaking. You actually had to give a speech. Like a speech. Oh, That's not public speaking? No, because it needs to be in front of more people. Mm, public speaking is speaking in front of any number of people. Right now, we're speaking on a podcast to millions of listeners. Have you ever thought about that? Yes. Does it freak you out? No. So, okay. Cool. <laughs> Freaks me out. What if I say something dumb? What if I... Um, oh, you say stuff dumb all the time. What if I fart? <laughs> all right. Well... You know, um, studies show that more people would rather be mauled by a rabid bear than speak in public. Isn't that crazy? People would rather be torn limb from limb by a bear. I feel like you've told me that. Yeah, um, than speak in public. Me personally, I'd rather speak in me public. Too. Now, it is nerve-wracking. I've done it. I had to do it in school. Uh, be it, I had to do it in high school. I had to do it in middle school. And I had to do it in college. Uh, and... Um, it can be nerve-wracking, but it also can be quite satisfying. There's quite a speaker's high, if you will. You've heard of a runner's high no. when you're running and you get to the point where it's just, you know, you're not in pain anymore, but it's just a feeling of beautiful euphoria. Uh, you can get what's known as a speaker's high oh, um, okay. when you take a speech from the 10-minute to the 2-hour level. <laughs> now, this one's stupid. Uh, Lynn... Gordon, correct? <laughs> yes. Dad. Says one of the things you should try to do at least once in your life is singing in the rain. Now, this is one of those things that sounds cute. Wait, do you want to sing in the rain or sing the singing in the rain song? See, now that's a very good question. Because honestly, singing in the rain. Honestly, well, first, you don't know it. Two, if I run out into the rain, the first song that's coming in my head if I'm like, I'm running outside to sing, is singing in the rain. So I'm going to sing that song anyway. However, why, the only reason that's a thing is because there's a movie called Singing in the Rain. What could you possibly get out of Singing in the Rain? Well, let's see what Lynn says. Can on the I back of it? the card, yeah, on the back of the card here, um, she likes to give us explanations for her tomfoolery. Go right ahead. Unless you have a propensity. Mm-hmm. Toward pneumonia, pneumonia, a delightful expression of joy and childlike behavior is singing and dancing in the rain. And like many public displays of strange behavior, it is best done with a dance partner and rubber boots. Uh, <laughs> well, now you could probably double, I know you could probably double that up with your public speaking. You could, uh, public speak in the rain, yeah. <laughs> I'm dancing and public speaking in, in the, the rain. rain. Um, so I my, one card. my very first um, major relationship, I was dating a girl. This was in senior year of high school. And we were at an art museum. And uh, we were getting ready to leave. And we looked outside and it started raining. So naturally, I was like, well, let's, let's stay here in the atrium. Let's let the rain die down. And then walk back to the car. No, no, but it was raining still. But, uh, you know, that was what I would do is just wait. Yeah. And uh, this was kind of a ma Both of us, it was our first major relationship. And I remember her eyes got very wide and she smiled. And she said, 
you know what we've never done? And I said, what? Just kissed in the rain. And she dragged me outside so we could kiss in the rain. And I got to tell you, it's not great. <laughs> it's cold rain falling on you. You're, you're kissing, which that's nice. In the rain. In the rain. That part, why? Why is that a thing? <laughs> Um, but I did it, and uh, I can't recommend it. But I can't say don't do it. I, I would, I'd do it again. Would do again. Um, Quinn, Lynn Gordon says at least one time in your life, uh, try to eat snails. We've done that a oh, million yeah. times. It's delicious. Yeah, please tell, tell tell our child listeners. You know, I was just looking at our analytics. You know, the largest amount of um, the largest group of people who listen to this podcast apparently are between the ages of zero and 17. So we're broadcasting to a lot of children right now. So Quinn, to the children of the world, what do you think about eating snails? It's delicious. Try it. Escargo is awesome. Get it in Disney. Get it wherever. It's delicious. Get it wherever snails are sold. Lynn Gordon, we've already done it. Um, now, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to read the back of this one. <laughs> While I was preparing this bit, because uh, there is a bit of preparation that goes into this, Quinn walked in. These were all supposed to be surprises, but she saw this one. Lynn Gordon says something we should do in our lifetime is something called face mask. And I want to read what it says. Oh, yeah. what? Listen carefully. Holding and staring at a mask of your face may be the nearest sensation to an out-of-body experience. Weird. With just a little Vaseline, plastered bandages, which are available at craft shops, and a friend... So you got to drag a friend into this oh, nightmare. Oh, so this is what it's talking about. <laughs> yes. You can quickly make a mold of your face. Ew! Even in plain plaster white, the experience of holding your face in your hands is pretty cool. Leave it ghost white or paint it up. Now, never gonna do that. Now, the reason I bring this up is, you saw that card and you said, and you said, I've done that. I thought it was something. What did you think it was? Nothing. No, no, go ahead. No, I'm curious. I don't want to. Okay. Well, maybe you'll tell me off, Mike. Yeah. Okay. I'm interested what you thought that was. I'm never gonna do this. I can't imagine. I can't think of any of my friends that I would make do this with me. Jen, uh, um, my wife would would probably just walk away and uh, I don't know maybe Jonathan would help me make a mold in my face I would do it and make it stuck on you Thank you. okay so uh, you want to murder me as well yes. you know that was very hurtful to hear come no, from my I daughter don't murder you. <laughs> but one of the things that would uh, that would perk even a murderer up would be this thing that Lynn Gordon says we should do at least once in our life and that's fall in love Quinn you're notoriously tight-lipped on this show and instantly stop talking when record is pushed. Have you ever been in love? Quinn, have you ever fallen in love? Quinn is nodding yes. I won't ask her to go any further than that on the podcast, but that's wonderful. D did you find it to be a, a beautiful feeling? No. <laughs> <laughs> She's been in love, folks, but it was a horrible feeling. Yeah, horrible. You know, as the old adage goes, writes our good friend Lynn, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. I hate that saying. That's that's Lynn saying she hates it. I think that saying's funny. Wait, really? Let me see it. Well, come on. You have to trust your podcast co-host. Um, did you even read it? <laughs> I held no. it up and then took it away. <laughs> I don't ever want you to know if it really says that. 
I think it's better to love and live happily ever after. And if that isn't what happened to you, check out one of the other decks in this series, 52 Ways to Mend a Broken Heart. This is just advertising. Quinn, our last one today, something you should do at least once in your life. And a nod won't do, so I want to, I want you to answer this openly. Have you ever pooped in the woods? Ew, no. Lynn Gordon feels everyone at least once in their life should poop in the woods. Oh, can I read the back? <laughs> yeah. The title says it all. <laughs> yeah, there's really no further explanation. Yeah. Uh, here's a second question for you. I'm a woman, not a man. Now, that's very sexist and hurtful. Do you think I've pooped in the woods? Yeah, probably. I have not. Uh-huh. Do I want to after seeing this card? Yes. Yeah, I'm a little interested in it. No! Well, ladies no! and gentlemen, I wanted to, we want to make you part of this, and we want some more email from you. Um, of course, you can write to us at heymattandq at gmail.com. Um, so this last one... Uh, is important life questions. Lynn Gordon thinks you should find the answer to important life questions. Let me read it to you. It says, write down all the weird things you've always wondered about in the world, from how they get the letters M&M on the candy to how planes stay up in the sky. Well, I know, that's magic. I know that. Head to your nearest reference librarian and start digging for answers. Life's too short to spend the rest of it wondering. Now, clearly, Lynn wrote these out before uh, the internet. <laughs> uh, but if you want to head down to the library, you could. Although, I'm going to invite you to write to us at heymattandq at gmail.com your important life questions, and we're going to answer them on the podcast. So please send all your important life questions to us at that email address. Quinn, that's the end of the podcast. Um, any last words about the new studio? It's really nice. You said everything you needed to say in our first segment? Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to say goodbye, and we'll see you next time with another movie uh, and more fun. Bye. Bye! Get out of here, man. You're weird.